Blog Talk Radio. I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Oh, yes. Understand what living awake is. Hello, everyone. If you're new, welcome. Great to connect with you, however you found this show, this program. It's wonderful to have you here. Uh, if you're new and you're in the chat, um, you can listen kind of anonymously, if you will. Um, but if you want to interact in the chat, you do need to do a BTR profile. And if you're subscribed and returning, not only do I thank you for the support and making Awakenings what it is and the becoming and it's unfolding, I really thank you all for the co-creation um, of this because it's because of all of you. Um, I also want to thank those of you that have been leaving amazing, wonderful, heartfelt um, appreciation feedback on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, as well as some other platforms. There's so many uh, podcast platforms right now. I see ourselves popping up on so many. Um, we're also on a list for the top international uh, spirituality and new age uh, podcasts. And so I keep getting <clears throat> so many new emails from people all over the world, their publicists and publishers. So whoever put us on the list, uh, hmm, no thank you for the spam, but thank you for the connecting. And we've had some great guests that have come through that. I think we're in the top 30, top or top 20. It's there. So, um, yeah, and uh, FM Player keeps uh, voting us best New Age um, podcast. So that's because all you guys and our great guests. So, yeah, if you're new, how we do this, the first half of the program, um, I do some channeling. I work with my guides, my higher self, tune into spirit, source, God, all that is, energies, get the downloads, the frequencies. Um, but I also answer email questions that have come in um, as well. And if you have questions in the chat or if you have questions and you want to call in, you're more than welcome to do that. And that number is 347-539-5122. That's 347-539-5122. And speaking of tuning in and readings, I am back fully on YouTube, Soul Insights with Michelle Mache. So you can either do a search for Soul Insights or my name. Uh, it may come under Awakenings as well. So, yes, I'm doing weeklies and monthlies, and I'm tuning in for the energies of the week. And basically I'm really working with people that, similar to what I do on the show that are awakening or living awake and opening more or, or – 
in transition and change, which on some level we always are, but some of us are more in transition and change and more in consciousness. So if you want to know, and really, trust me, the energies of the week really do, like this week I picked up a lot of mixed energy. Um, oh, it was last week for 1010. If you read my blog, actually my blog on soulplayground.life, that and then the Soul Path Happenings, um, and then what I do on the program, obviously I do this for my clients as well, you know, personal and uh, workshops, oh, which reminds me I have a workshop this weekend I'll tell you about. But first, so yes, I was saying with this 1010 and with this full moon, really watch what you say and, and see how receptive people are because people are going to be all up in their feelings and feeling some kind of way, a lot of kind of way, right? And Really listen to these. I mean, I know some people read them and kind of think, oh, but then they look back and they go, oh, my God, Michelle was right. So the reason I'm doing this, I do it for myself too, and I listen to the information that I receive. It's like when I get the message, don't bring something up, or people are testy right now, or a lot of deep stuff is going to be coming up, focus on that and and use your energy to get clear in your life or do something self-care or healing for you in other words if you want to fix someone else or you're angry at someone else and you're going to be popping off on them that full moon and the aspects energetically was not that nothing can be can't be repaired but it really was not the time to do that (laughs) some of you know this you experienced it um, so listen to your intuition more. This is what this is all about. You know, we are energetic beings. Some snark, and I deleted the, the comment. I was going to answer it, and then I thought, you know, I'm not going to waste t- time, honestly, you guys, because in my early 20s, especially when I was in college, uh, so late teens to probably about my mid-20s, um, maybe to late, but more mid, yeah, I think I stopped around 26, 27 at the latest Especially in college, I was really into debating people, and, and because I was a psychic channel and a media, you know, bringing up testy subjects or trying to win people over or teach them. Now, honestly, I don't care, um, and I haven't for years. And people have always said, "Oh, you don't speak up, or you didn't say anything," you know, or they say this bad thing about psychics, or that they can't be. How could people know this? Or they're, you know, I'm like, you know what? People can have their beliefs. So somebody had written something snarky, which was somebody that started following me on Instagram. Listen to me now. I sound like pop culture e-entertainment. <laughs> um, but I shut it down. I didn't even go there. But the little story here and my point is that they were saying, silly humans, um, you're putting so much uh, you know, in, a, in a, a piece of dust. In other words, the star, that the, the, the planets can't affect us. And we know not only psychologically, there's been research done on this. Of course, people, you know, not only astrologers and metaphysicians know this, um, but people, acupuncturists, because they follow the cycles of the earth. To me, it just showed how out of touch this person was. Um, but I just didn't, I just let it go. I was, I, I was thinking, oh, I should say something. And then I started to actually write, and then I thought, you know what? Just delete it. It's just so negative. He's like, he's like, oh, you'll be aware of what you, how, what you truly are. And I thought to myself, this guy has no clue who I am, really. You know, I know. Uh, not only do I really clear on who I am, I'm really clear on the world and the universe is. 
so anyway, he was saying, you know, that this isn't going to, um, you know, shouldn't affect us. And we're silly if we think the sun or the moon affects us. But in truth, those are, this is why we say there's an energy before astrology or numerology. It's just, that's just a way to understand it or codify it, you know, or astrodice or tarot or whatever the divination is, aligning, tuning in. It's, it's reading the patterns. And we are those patterns. We are the matrix. I don't know why people are so freaked out about the matrix. A matrix simply just means a design. We're all a design, a tonal vibrational design, right, energetic design. So that sun, that moon, that is our aspect. That is our part of the macrocosm aspect of ourselves, of our being. It's an aspect of our nature, and this is why it affects not only you know us, but weather, um, the tides, if we're talking about the, the moon, the sun, everything affects everything. And so when you understand that and learn how to tap into that and navigate this, this is where you become more co-creative in life. It's, it's the higher self, the lower self. It's the inner, the outer. Um, it, it's, you're, you're not stuck in one aspect of the polarity, you know, one or the other. You're, you're in the middle and you're moving between, you know, seamlessly between. Um, so, uh, yeah, so my point was like, okay, just let it go. You know, it, it's in this energy frequency. And, and people are, you know, there's so much uncertainty right now. People are bugged about just being bugged. You know, people are bugged right now. There's a lot going on. So you have to take, to me, you have to take that into consideration and maybe do a lot of your own inner processing or talking, kvetching with a good friend about it, you know, over tea or something, coffee, whatever. Um, decaf latte like I'm having right now, <laughs> a wine, whatever, your beer with, the, you know, your buds, soul buddies, um, whatever it is, that, that releasing of the energy on the human level but then allowing yourself to bounce back or move back into your cosmic or infinite aspect of your being. And really what's happening in this time of things being very stuck and stagnant is that we are connecting more to that nature, more to that aspect of ourselves. And so, the, the, so we're being thwarted in some ways or we're being confronted with either old aspects of it or aspects that are not particularly our vibration or us, but it's like, well, then how are you going to, what's this mirroring? How are you going to handle this? And sometimes just being the mirror, you know, being a window, opening the window, not just being the mirror, not being just in projection, but being a window by whatever that means in the moment is it not responding or is it just acknowledging or is it just letting that person be with whatever they're going through and not trying to get in there and fix it you know again because our you know world is not just by mirroring it's also by perception we know it's not just projection that we experience life but also by perception now you could say yes there could be like a homeopathic remedy in an infinitesimal amount a potent size aspect of you or an aspect you know seven layers or dimensions above or expanded or within or below that you have a reality to this person there has to be some kind of resonance 
But I would suggest everyone don't get caught up that it, things that you're all attracting are always res- reflecting something in you. They could be where you were, where you are, where your wounding is. They could be where you're going. It could be a part of the future self. Or it could be that it's how are you going to – you're holding the opposite vibrational frequency. You don't have to tap into that. You know. In other words, let's look at this cops and robbers, right? I love my crime drama show. So who's solving the crime? They have an aspect of that situation or the people around them, but perhaps in a more expanded frequency because they're bringing perhaps in compassion. They could be bringing in corruption, and then they would be down into that wounding of the criminal. Or they could have an aspect of that, but on a higher vibrational frequency of love, love, light, wisdom, which includes compassion. So there's a resonance, but it's at a expanded or higher frequency, right? It's kind of like silk and polyester, and no judgment. Some people like the polyester. Some people are meant to wear the polyester. I have some polyester. I love cotton, organic cotton, brushed cotton. So you're going to, if you're awake, awakening and living more awake and aware, you're going to start seeing some of these disparities and having conscious choice about where do you want to play? Get it? Where do you want where do you want to play? What what vibrational frequency? See, it's not going to be so much hit or miss. We're going to be using this much more consciously. Okay? So, before I dive into something, I just want to give, um, I have to give, where is he? I have to give uh, Walter, those of you who know he's a regular um, listener, a shout out because he's um, he's really, really been stepping into his power and he sent me this amazing email, which I was looking for, but I can't find it right now. Um, feedback is info that questions i think he had had a question um anyway he's really been um seeing a lot of angels and angel numbers and um he's stepped into his own power empowerment and has been doing readings and i believe maybe some reiki or healing work as well so i just wanted anybody just take this moment that stepping into your own power empowerment that it, I think that's pretty amazing. And I think that's that's what this is all about. You know, we're all there for each other. And whatever layer or level you're expressing and experiencing, it's about expressing or expanding and expanding into your own um, next unfolding. You have to go into the, through the bridge of the unknown, where the void is. You have to go through the vortex, and the, not the rabbit hole. You don't have to go to the rabbit hole anymore. I mean, that's an interesting place to be. There's maps to get out of it. I have a map to get out of it. Um, But you can go into the vortex, the energetic vortex, right, and get into the seamlessness of the world, of the universe, of reality, so that you are a conscious co-creator. You're within the seam and the fabric, right? You're within the, the, the seam and the fabric of the all that is consciously, and that's when things really get interesting, right? So they're interesting. 
before, right? Yeah, they're interesting before. But when in the life path, that's some interesting stuff to understand, to live out. But when you really get into the woof and wharf at all, right, that's when things really start kind of rocking and rolling. So I want to share with everyone this weekend, and I hope um, you can join me. Um, if you can't join us live, uh, I'm going to do a teleworkshop this Saturday the 19th at 1.30 p.m. Pacific time. You can always do an exchange and get the recording, and I'm going to be doing a follow-up check-in with people. Um, it's the teleworkshop that I'm focused on right now is activating the law of magnetic attraction and using conscious creation. So I'm going to be going through the main universal laws and really dispel about activating the law of magnetic attraction. The key is the resonance. I'm just going to share that with you. It's You have to be, if you want to attract what it is that's more aligned to your soul, it's all about the resonance. So a lot of people are focused on the law of magnetic attraction. And they wonder, why am I not attracting what I want or what I need and want or the abundance? And because you're not in alignment to the soul, you have to get, you have to get in your own resonance. And you also have to follow the opening. So there's a whole specific way that I've been doing for years that totally works, and I've taught it to my clients. And I want to bring it out to a bigger level again because there's so much more um, – Energy, it's just a different balance of the electromagnetic energy right now. And yes, we're more magnetic and we're receiving more impulse, impulses, influences, insights uh, of our more expanded nature. It just has more juice, right? More juju. It's just more charge. Um, but at the same time, it's a different ele- me- uh, electrical magnetic balance or uh, magnetic electrical balance than what we had before, even a year or two or five years ago, especially five years ago and beyond. You know, it's just, so our thoughts right now are very powerful. This is why I'm so glad that we had um, Mark Allen on, the mag- his book, The Magical Path. I've been recommending that book to so many people because it really taps in. But see, you have to know yourself, and he goes into in his book ways to do this. You have to know what it is you really want. And I'll give you a little Hint, freedom is a, and variety is a big part of the soul. Because here's the deal. When you're, you're more soul-fueled and spirit-led, as I always like to call it, soul-fueled, so your passion is coming from your soul, why do we say it's expanded or likes variety? Because you're connecting more into the infinite aspect of your being. So if you're choosing to live in a certain way, it can be, you know, your dharma, your karma, however you want to say, your your life experience, what you're meant to be doing or, you know, learning. But within that, even if it feels limiting, there is a way to expand up and out of your present circumstances. And that's connecting to the soul. The soul is key. That's the whole thing that's been missing, and it's still missing in the, you know, popular, what is it, LOA, let's just put it that way. It's still not seen, and because it takes time. It takes some time, but once once you're in alignment, your manifestations are more in alignment with your true needs and wants and what you really need and want and where you're really at. 
yeah, but you, but you have to know how to connect into the soul. So if you have any interest in that, you can go to my website, soulplayground.life, um, in the, uh, I think it's a Soul Happenings events. Be inspired, be empowered. There's events. I think it's a big pink magenta square on the on the website that you can click on, or you can go to eventbrite. Uh, Dot com and it is there activating the law of magnetic attraction and using conscious creation so there's a reason I'm always saying follow the resonance and some people do it more easily more naturally but you also have to know how to course correct so we're going to be tapping into that because sometimes our programs you know go wild and sometimes it's not our programs it's it's what we're meant to experience because we're going through deep interchange to be more in alignment, right? Soul alignment, which is the mind, the body, and the soul. Once that's in alignment, there's more spirit or spiritual energy. You're connected to the essence of who you are, which is spirit. Soul is the blueprint, but it's important. But the life force animating energy, if you don't have enough spiritual energy or spiritual essence, it's hard to manifest. All righty. Let's get to callers. Um, do stick around second half of the program. We've got some wonderful guests coming on. Um, again, if you did have a question or a comment, that number is 347-539-5122. Press 1 on the keypad. Let's get to our first caller here. Hello and welcome. You're on Awakenings with Michelle Mache. Hello. Hello. Yeah, you're on air. Hey, Michelle. Hey. Um, this is Jasmine. Hey, Jasmine. Um, Welcome to the program. I had a, I had a question about um my my connection with my friends and my family. Um, mm-hmm. I feel sometimes that I'm pushed and pulled. Like sometimes I want to connect with them and it feels really good. And then at other times when I do hang out with them, it just feels like, like my energy is being used. Drink. Or, yeah. Like, feeling drained um, it, yeah like especially with my friend um mary and i i just is there like a lesson that i need to learn that i'm ignoring or do i need to just find yeah. people to be around no that's not going to be the thing anymore it you have to listen to your gut knowing your intuition your body when you're mm-hmm. not up to getting together hanging out whatever mm-hmm. you need to listen to that even if you've made an agreement because i don't i feel like you're very much into i said i would do it i'll do it or i said i'll be there i'll be there i said i would help i'll help so yeah. your change your formatting is changing and um you know let's see, give me your name what was your name again i just totally got into jasmine. the channeling of jasmine okay jasmine so you're bringing up something that a lot of people are going through right now in this part of the ascension, think of it this way. Everything has some kind of balance in the universe, universes. Everything mm-hmm. has a, it's like a puzzle piece. But, you mm-hmm. know, if you're putting a puzzle, like an old school puzzle together, mm-hmm. well, some pieces are a little smaller and some are bigger, but they all fit together. So sometimes we have a little more energy, a little less energy. Sometimes people are coming with more energy or less energy to us. Or sometimes in our relationship, they're the ones that have less energy or a particular type of energy but it fits but right okay. now for you to move more into that conscious awareness it's to know 
when it fits and when it doesn't fit, when you need to pull back or more time for yourself or to do less. So I feel you're being reformatted to actually okay. give to give less and do less so that you draw in okay. more givers, and le- right? So you're moving more into the receiver yeah. mode. So that's why that's happening. So I would just say just be very mindful of it. Notice okay. like when someone asks you to do something or you're going to go visit someone, and there may be a preparation. I don't know. It could be more sleep before you see them, more downtime. Make sure, make sure like if people – this is for you, Jasmine, as well as other listeners, that some, when you're having boundary – could be issues or aware of boundaries or new boundaries. Mm-hmm. And some of you, if you're feeling drained, irritated, annoyed, angry, those are all symptoms of either us overstepping our own boundaries – not listening to our body or mind where we're at or letting others. So you always want to make sure you've had enough food, sustenance, something. Mm-hmm. Make sure you've had okay. enough water and enough alone time or downtime to re- and a left sleep. So make sure those okay. things are in. So if, the, if one of those or two of those or three of those are out, you might have to rearrange your visit time. Does that help? Okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense, yes. Okay, All right. perfect. Thank you so yeah, much, Yeah, thanks Michelle. for the question. You're so welcome. You're welcome. A perfect question. You're welcome. Thanks. Yeah, what a perfect, perfect question. Hello, and welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hello. Hi, thank you so much for taking my call. You're so welcome. What's your first name? I'm Katie. Hi, Katie. Welcome. Hi. Um, I'm in the process of moving, and... Um, I have a lot of decisions to make. <laughs> okay. I'm also looking for employment. And I'm trying to, so I'm looking in New York, and I'm also looking in North Carolina. And I'm just trying to see where is it going to, where the, I want to kind of, I want an easy flow. I want it to be easy, you know, easy transition. And I'm just wondering what my guys may be saying about me making the decision or the location. Here's you know, the thing. Aren't you be- already in New York? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel. So that feels um, one is the present and one is the past. Does that make sense? Well, wouldn't New York be the past? Were right. you in New- North Carolina before? No, I was in Atlanta, though. Oh, you were Atlanta. Okay, so that's how. Okay, because I'm here. Okay, maybe that's why I'm hearing that. So, are you visiting there? I feel like you're going somewhere where you've been before, or you know people is what I'm hearing. Oh, I do know people down there. I I do know people. um, I know a couple of people in North Carolina. Oh, okay. Um, but I never I never actually been there. Oh, see, you should go. See, this is the thing. I really don't, I really, you know, and I'm an adventurer. I've lived, you know, <laughs> by default, I lived in, consciously, I'd lived in Europe once and unconsciously, you know, like I was just there for a short period of time and I ended up staying a long time. Um, mm-hmm. But I was seeing all this. I always suggest, please go visit before you just up and go. It's much okay. different. Oh, yeah. it's That's why I'm probably hearing this. Like, I've been being drawn, some of you that watch my, you know, or follow me on Instagram or see my videos on YouTube, I've been drawn to this um, this mountain area, and it's happened little by little, you know, and 
that's how the that's unless there's an ex unless see that's the grace and ease sometimes yes we have to move because of the job disruption or relationship um you know or there's tragedy but if you look there will always be seeds so if you want the grace and ease i think you need to take a trip see your buddies and feel what it's really like cuz i'm not getting a i'm getting more of a strong read of the new york around you to be honest no, that's fine. That's fine. I just have to, um, like, I'm planning on moving from where I'm staying at by November 1st, and I'm just looking for a job and apartment here and there. It's just, um, you know, New York, usually you need a bunch of stuff to move in, and down there you don't need as much things, so it would be easier for me to find a place to live, I consciously think, down there. Um, well, then do here, it. So what's stopping you from doing that? Um, I only have a certain amount of money. So um, just, you know, just trying to see. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. See, I don't know. Are are the friends really, are you in contact with them? Well, yeah, what I was saying, one of them is um, I'm, they're, they're like, they do recruiting at this uh, bank. So um, I'm applying for positions there. And okay. um, I was going to, plan. my plan is either well, I was going to go get an Airbnb and see if I could get a job, and then I guess I have to get me a car and just try to make it. And that was my plan. If I go down there and if I stay up here, I'm either going to look for a place or maybe get an Airbnb up here as well, but I don't necessarily need a car right away up here. Let's see. So I'm getting... See, the only thing I don't get in this is, Mm -hmm. yeah, it still says you need to go down there. You're not figuring in the soul. Like, where do I really feel Mm -hmm. come alive? Where do I feel the place is better for me? And you're Mm -hmm. kind of going only on the money. And I just had a a friend that did that, and and it it didn't turn out well. Now, they're making the best of it. There's there's some wonderful Mm -hmm. lemonade. Their environment is amazing. (laughs) So right. it's yeah. So right now, I don't know. I really feel like you you're. It's a shorter move. Like you don't have to get the car. I just feel like what one of the things I feel like there's this rush. Is there problems where you're living or something? Yeah. Because I feel. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. Okay. They they kind of want to evict yeah. me. Yes. Yeah. So I would say, just get what you can and get the job. Get some set something else over. Because otherwise, you, the energy is a little bit of um, what you can play out. It's like running from one thing to the next. Where do I belong? See, your soul wants mm-hmm. you to find a community, a place of belonging. Right, right. Yeah. I get what you're saying. So, yeah, so that's really the, the, what I'm hearing is the angle you need to be coming from. And that's gonna well, that's gonna inform your decisions much much more differently. Do they tell you how I can figure that out? <laughs> you need to go hang out. You need to whether it's drive in a car or rent a car or a little little inexpensive trip, and see or sit with yourself and see what comes to you. Like what kind of environment do you want to live in? What kind of what's the quality of the people? What's the quality of the environment or qualities? Is it businessy is it artistic do you want a lot of you know i feel Mm -hmm. like you have one step a short move tell your next move and some of it is about shaking off the energy of where you're at now 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you need yeah. to go somewhere yeah. where you can just kind of chill a little bit, mm-hmm. maybe do some temp work or something. Give yourself a little bit of a break to shake it off. Yeah. And then I feel probably uh, January on, maybe 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 even up until March, you know. Yeah. 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 I agree. <laughs> Angel and <sighs> Angie in the chat is putting there's a reason why students take campus tours. Ooh, good point. Thanks, Angie. That's, that's true. I know I mean, you've got I... concerns, Katie, but I would say don't rush it because I feel like I, I just feel like you could be very disappointed. There, there could be like, oh God, here we go again. Okay. So there's I see. something you got to shake off energetically. I think, um, I, I think I know what it is. I think because I lived in Atlanta, and I think when I was there, I had this feeling of uh, not being able to find. Not that I don't have experience here, but not being able to find a job and kind of like running out of money, worrying that I won't be able to maintain. Oh, and I'm okay. I think I don't know if I'm going to be bringing that same fear down into North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. That could be I it. think we'll see Something down like the north. So you really want to move there. Then then just do it. And you know, it's an experiment and see how you like it, see how the friends are. Um Yeah. I mean, that that would be my suggestion. I just feel like you're it's a rush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so it's like, and that can happen. You could. I've done. I've been there before. Yeah. Where you're out of one place to the next place to the next place, and sometimes that is your path. Um, but sometimes it's also about le- taking a breath or two and saying, okay, where do I really want to live? What's the best place for me? On on many right. levels, body, mind, spirit, soul. You know, health, wealth, inner, outer wealth. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank All you. Right, thank you so keep, much. Keep listening. I will, I will. All right, take care. Hello and welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hi. Hi, Michelle. Hi. Who's this? Um, well, I just, want to, I just want to thank you for um, consistently showing up um, and sharing your insights and your wisdom and your tool. It has been so encouraging and transformational for me in my life, and it's kind of come in in phases, like I learn one thing, and then I kind of take a break, and then I come back and process that. Um, So, yeah, so I just want to thank you, um, really, for showing up consistently. And um, Give me your first name. (laughs) It's Amber. Amber. Hey, Amber. Good. Hey, so, so there's so much, there's so much energetically um, going on with me and I'm not really sure what it's about. I've been manifesting a lot of opportunities um, in my business and um, I've kind of been playing with some metaphysical concepts like some, um, you know, like consciously trying to shift timelines and things like that. But I kind of feel like I'm not really, um, sure on the energy around my business and kind of what's happening there because, like I said, I'm manifesting these really big opportunities and then it seems like I'm shifting back into old fear-based stories. But at the same time, it's like there's this expansion happening too 
with my little psychic experiments that I do and, and connecting to my intuition and, and, and helping other people. Um, but I'm not sure, you know, like really what's going on because there's that. And then I'm also, okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Then you're also, yeah. I'm also um, being really, really drawn to um, grief support. And I don't know where that's even coming from. If I'm just picking it up, like something that's to come or if it's um, just something that will be, in a future version of myself that I'm preparing for. It's just, it's a lot happening at once business wise, um, spiritually, especially. Um, so I just need whatever insight or guidance that you could share. Okay. So first off, I do feel you're on the right path or track. You're definitely on your soul path and you're going through what so many are and so many of us, I'm going to throw myself in the mix. Um, and you could there's a lot of different ways to look at it energetically astrologically it's it's a huge tr- chunk of um and i believe we also have mercury in scorpio so a lot mm-hmm. is coming up with those you know north node in cancer south node in um capricorn since i more read energy and as a psychic channel um and a medium one of the things i would say is that Capricorn people say, okay, rules, structure, rules, forms, you know, rules, corporation, how we structure things. But again, this look at what is a design. When you look at like the flower of life, you look. We look at fractals. A matrix is another name for a blueprint or a design. What is a design? It's a structure of energy. Like when you see a spider web, right? And I, it's interesting because I've, I've looked at. I love spider webs. Um, they're different shapes. They're different, like, I don't know if it's different spiders or unique, you know, same species that do different designs or, or different species or different types of spiders do different designs, but they're not all the same. It's almost like crocheting, right, or, or knitting. So that's a design. It's a matrix. It's a structure. It's a fract, however you want to look at it. And so the very structure of our being with these intense energies, you know, pointing at us or having us restructure, re, you know, change course, shift course, um, course correct, redirect, you know. So that's what you're going to That's why this other stuff, this doubt, this fear is coming up because now you're at the part of the awakening process and ascension process where you're not only clearing for yourself individually but also other groups. What did you receive on an ancestral level, societal level, familial level? Is it fam- familial, you know, generational transmission, we call it, you know, from parts of the family. So all of that is coming up, little residues, and it may, it may or may not be your energy, your doubt, your fear. You might have a little, like a quarter of it, but someone mm-hmm. around you or a belief that's there. So it's all getting literally rooted up. Like mm-hmm. I think it's okay. is it piggies or boars that when they go get truffles, they put their nose in and, and then it mm-hmm. comes up, right? They get the truffle. So that's what's happening to you. So this part of the awakening is called the converging flow, which we actually started in 2005. But, but again, these enter, these things happen. We don't notice it so much until it gets more and more and more and more, you know, either intense or we're living with it more. We see it more personally. So everything is happening once. More love, more light, more wisdom, more connecting, 
more creativity, more fear, more acting out. So it's all, everything's happening all at once. The best thing I could say for you is not to identify with it as you. Okay. You know, try to get beyond mm-hmm. the pattern and focus on the substance that creates the pattern, the infinite aspect of you. Right? And put and that brings mm-hmm. you into faith. Faith and trust. Right? So, yeah, so you're going to be working with that. And then what happens is little by little there's less fear. There's less doubt because you're moving up the spiral. But every time we move up the spiral in a new level, we touch upon our areas, our issues. So if you can start seeing that, oh, I'm not this pattern. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's that fear. Oh, that's that old belief. Okay, I'm going to work on it now to not have it. This is why I like Mark's book, The Magical Path, because you can oh then, uh, are you reading it? You can release well, it. I have been following, I've been following Mark for a while. I tell everyone that I can about Mark. Um, he is actually the person that I go to. Um, he's got a, a YouTube interview with um, Lulu, forget her last, Lulu Mace, I think, that always inspires me. I've gotten all of his books. Um, he's all about ease and flow and and yeah. that's kind of where I'm at too. So when when he was on your show, and I, I think he's been on your show before too. He has. Um, yeah. But when he was on your show, it was just it was that episode. It was just such a divine timing thing. And then mm. I had all of these questions. And then the person <laughs> who had called in, she was talking about four 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 and forty four, and and it was like that was me at, at that time too. So I said, I'm finally going to um, call in and connect. And even as I'm talking with you, it's like I can, it feels like icy hot on my neck. Like I can just feel this. this Ooh, feel the energy. energy. Yeah. Yeah. Transmission. Yes. Uh, I transmit. So, I get the tingling, the yes. heat on my crown and above. Yes. So, yeah, here. so what I'm hearing, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Real quick, because we've got this. Scoot on, okay, go ahead. Oh, well, Tammy in the chat saying, "How cool!" So go what ahead, I'm Tam. hearing is, um, is just to, like, almost like I could draw it out because spirit always guides me to draw. So I just like draw out these patterns and then look at it like, well, this is not my pattern because I can see the pat. When you're talking about patterns, it's almost yeah. like I can see it. Yeah, and this is what I'm talking about, and this is something I'm going to be covering in the teleworkshop I'm doing this Saturday. It's the conscious creation. But here's the thing. You can't move into conscious creation until you've done enough inner work to align more to your soul because otherwise you're creating from a a lower-level vibrational frequency. We're always creating, whether it's from the wounded level, the egoic level, the teenager rebel. It doesn't matter. Whatever the vibration, we're always creating. So I would say for you and anybody else, whether it's Mark's book, I have the five-step emotional clearing process. I have tele- In fact, I'm going to start posting because I do make my teleworkshops available for people that can't make it the day the, in the series. I'm going to start putting those up, I think, and letting people do a little nominal fee just to listen to. Because I did okay. this whole repatterning as I'm a you know alchemical um, and analytical hypnotherapist as well. I do a lot of resonance repatterning. That's the key. Whatever the tools are, whether they're my tools, you know, other people's tools or a combination, everyone should have in their toolkit, their spiritual toolkit, 
I don't care, books, recordings, whatever, whatever, to understand your pattern and see that you're not your pattern, but you're expressing and experiencing through this pattern, and you can consciously change it. You just have to catch it, you know, release, you know, release the charge. That's what the five-step emotional clearing process a lot is about is in the high vibes that I did, um, is lessening the charge. You know, there's a lot of things that do that, you know, EFT, MDR, um, although I like bringing the analytical because that's you, we seem as humans to need not just the energetic um, aspect, um, but also the cognitive. We have to understand why we did something and where it came from. You know, it, it, there's something interesting with the mind like that psychologically. But this is where we're at right now because we have, like I said, there's a lot of um, juice in our words and our thoughts, but it's the reason being is so that it comes up more intensely so that we can make a different decision. Cause we're the ones that created the pattern or agreed to it to fit into the, an old environment. Okay. Right. So if I was taught not to speak up or something, right. But that suited me mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm, I'm the, I can be, I can see both sides of a situation. Let's say. That suits me. But after a period of time, the soul is like, well, okay, great. That's fun, but we did that already a lot. So now we're going to focus more on just your side, okay? So mm-hmm. you have to catch it. It's The problem is is that people stay stuck to their patterns, and they're not even aware that they're repeating a pattern. They're not aware that they're, they're not, that we call them conditioned response patterns psychologically. So they're not aware that they've, they've been conditioned to respond a certain way. This is why I absolutely hate when people tell me, well, I'm just that way. Well, that's just how I am. And I'm like, no, no. You're a blank canvas connected to infinite source energies of the all that is. You are how you train yourself to be. Your mind is how you – so if you always, you know, flare up – temper or you can't speak and you're like well that's just how i am it's like no that's how you're choosing to be but you can change your reactions and responses oh amber great question thank you (laughs) thank you so much got me going got me going (laughs) (laughs) okay you're welcome talk to you later okay bye-bye bye-bye who else we have here? Hello and welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hello. Okay, let's go to the next one. Hello and welcome. You're on air. Welcome to Awakenings. Hello? Yes, you're on air. What's your first name? Hi, Hi it's Megan. Hi. Hi, Megan. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. Thank you so much for all your beautiful insights. I really appreciate it. Um, I was calling, I'm, I'm on here because I, well, I was resonating with everything you were saying with the last caller that was so amazing and about the beliefs and, and how we have to resonate or have like that aha moment of what's going yeah. on with us in order to kind of yeah. move past it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, and I've really been stepping in my power and saying that I, I give myself permission to, um, you know, give myself permission to desire and want the things that I want and desire. <laughs> if that makes sense. Mm, good. So oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but does. I'm tripping up with my health. Like I just, 
I know that I need to have that aha moment with it. And I just, I'm just having a little bit of trouble with it. And so I was wondering if you see that happening for me soon to just like click into that and really, you know, feel vitality. Love yourself where you're at and work from that. That's the first thing that I'm getting. Um, I do. I feel like okay. I do feel like energy drain, exhaustion. I don't know if it's viral virus, but I, I do feel like oh, I, there's so much I want to do and I can't. Um, there's something the connected with. Not work. Hello. Oh, yeah. Oh, hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I can hear you. Go well, ahead. I was going to say that I. The thing is, is like I'm not doing much because I. I have. Um, I'm taking off work right now and I, and I'm not doing very much. Like I was working a month ago and, you know, I have this time to rest and relax and do what I want. So I have no idea what's draining my energy. <laughs> Is it my mind? Um, would you yeah. feel tired? I do. I yeah. do feel tired. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it is, see, you're thinking it from the egoic level. Sometimes we're doing a lot of inner work, you know, in our dreams, our sleep, other dimensionally. But your drain, there is something, I don't know if it's like a, I don't want to put a condition out there, like a, what's the thing, chronic fatigue, Epstein, but there's a little something, something, could be hormonal, could be thyroid, adrenal, Mm -hmm. there's something, something there. But when this happens to us, it is a course correction, it is a redirection of energy, it's learning something new so that an aspect of you that couldn't come out in the old formatting can now come out. So I would, if I was you, I would. My suggestion would be to try not to judge. Well, look at it and judge because that's we always do. But and be okay yeah. with that. But just keep telling yourself, okay, I'm learning a new way of being that's going to bring a new balance. And let okay. yourself, you know, lay around, journal, do whatever it is that you're more feeling you need to do, and the body needs to do. I got to tell you now, I. Because I, I, I can, from experience, I can just briefly share um, years ago, and some of you may have heard me talk about this. Um, not only was I a, dan- a model and a dancer, but I also ran, you know, I did 10Ks. So I was always in great health. In fact, I had one boyfriend told me, Michelle will never gain weight. You'll never, because you're so, um, what did he say? You're so, no, um, you're too vain. <laughs> you know, I was vegan. I was eating <laughs> right. I all the, yeah, well, I, he was right. Because you know, I yeah. like a certain form, and you know, and I did the health and the fitness and the the mind body, and I'm so, you know I'm doing all this and mm-hmm. eating everything right, and then I had a little glitch in my, I think my late teens or early twenties, like a thyroid thing, a little beep, something, because my mom had it, but then it kind of everything got balanced out, and then I had like I think it was in my my early thirties. It was just like, what the heck happened? It was like, whoop! I was working out with a trainer twice a week. I couldn't do, you know, those plyometric jumps. I couldn't do them as much, and I kept gaining weight. I went mm. on all kinds of diets. I went to a doctor, nutritionist. They couldn't. They thought, okay, it's allergies. They put me on this thing where I had to. I drank this, um, like a smoothie thing, which was like only 500 or 700 calories a day. Did, did you think? Everything, all your food is taken out. What something's allergic? I actually gained weight on mm-hmm. it. Okay, I was like, what the heck? I was doing so much stuff, mm-hmm. acupuncture. I felt great, but I'm still bloaty, and I gained all this weight. And then I just, I was fighting it. You know, like I shouldn't have. And then I just relaxed into it. Like, what is? 
And different parts of me, a different way of being came out not being able to run five or ten miles, not being able to dance, not being able to do all these things. Or You know, I literally – and I still have issues with it now. The weight, thank God, it's you know gone. It's at least a version, not like I used to be. But I'm you know I got my happy version, uh, and that's everybody has to find their happy version. I'm a happy version with a lot of things. So, and there's certain things I can do, and there's certain things I can't do. But I know my body, like I know the the hormonal balance, the tippy. I know what to do, what foods or what mindset. But what I have found, not just with myself and what I'm sharing with you, but all the thousands of people that I've worked with, is a lot of times, especially if it's not something that you can kind of point your finger on, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, you're doing this or you're doing that. you Because know? sometimes our body has its own karma, too. Our body has its own, you know, genes. Some of them get activated, some don't. You know, it does have its own history. So if you can look at it like, okay, this is coming out for me. This is redirecting, um, you know, my energy in a different way. I'm, I'm, I'm certain doors are closing because of, you know, what's happening to me. Not just physically, but physiologically. You know, I would, you know, sleep. I'd be up and down. I couldn't. I wake up. I couldn't get up. Then I'd, be, I'd go back to sleep around three or four, and I'd get up around eleven or twelve. Then clients. I mean, I even did some TV and, uh, you know shows and I just could kind of sleep before go do it then I have to come back and take a you know two-hour nap and then work so I worked with it and I it took me so many years until some a really great doctor Dr. Gruen um, in West LA and Ojai found out what was going on but then I started looking at other people that I was working with and at the time I was also doing a lot of medical hypnotherapy working with uh, doctors and hospitals stress reduction, cardiologists. Um, I was doing like, you know, oh, wow. pop cases. At re- yeah, so I was working, I was in that, but I had a different understanding of what happens to people physically, that it's not all mental. It's not all emotional and mental. Sometimes your body has this thing that just, you know, that that's part of the formatting. And it taught mm-hmm. me a lot about, ex- yes, acceptance. So if you can move into that acceptance of what is and how can I, nurture and use this mm-hmm. then and that's like the following the opening then you can start redirect like one of the things that i found when people have hormonal imbalances whether it's thyroid adrenal that it's better to do shorter exercises like five ten minutes a day or a few times a week mm-hmm. than trying mm-hmm. to do 20 40 minutes or an hour hour and a half because you're already Stress tapped out. You're already exhausted. You're 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 already drained. So it doesn't matter if oh yoga is good for you. Well, not if your body is is drained, is tapped out, innervated. Cold. Right. So it's I feel like, like your goal needs to just surrender into rest because yes. I'm so used yes. to working and I'm so used exactly. to doing There we go. It's like yep. just surrender, and I'm like no, yep. but I know. Yeah, that's but that's your I lesson. Did. You got it. See, that's your lesson because you're more than your work. You're more than your accomplishment. And so there's a nice sweet spot within you you're going to find that doesn't really care about anything and doesn't want to do anything, and that's where you need to reside a little bit more. You need to come into that, you know, deep inner connecting that's beyond outer attachment of of, of results and outcomes and doing, right? Mm. Yes, yeah. that totally right yeah. with me. You, you're so wonderful. And I just want you to know that you look 
tasting. Just so you know, you look amazing just at your age. I don't know how old you are, but you look great. So just Oh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I feel it. I, yeah, I know that now, but it was, you know what it was? It was very, because I always was able to heal or handle anything, especially physical. So when you get to a point no, right. where nothing is working and you're still really young, you know, it's like, whoa, what the heck? But then, you know, I look around, I, you know, I, when I, I like to self-check myself. I like to look around and go, okay. Look what this person's going through, or that person, or this per- You know, it's like I do do that. Or, like, but, okay, it looking, could be worse. Hmm? Right. Or looking at what is working. In your That's life. true like, now. What, what functions on your body? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember years ago, who knows? I think it was called the Purple Hat. If anybody can, wants to post it in the Awakenings uh, page on Facebook. But it was this woman, I think she wrote this, like, it's kind of like a prose poem, something, but of like she's 82 or in her 80s or 90s and looking back. And one of the lines was that how we look at ourselves, that we will always think, oh, I looked better back then. And I always think of that myself. Like sometimes when I'm putting clothes and I'll be like, you look good because remember how you were before or – you know, like 10 years from now or 20 years or from now, you're going to look back at this time and go, God, I really did look good or I felt good or I had, you know, or whatever your gifts are also, talents. Um, but I think also our body, you know, we are embodied in this in this world. We're meant to be in the body and enjoying our body and right. have the, the version of our body that we like expressing it. And dying, that woman was so wise um, because it's so true. We're always yeah. – a lot of times better than what we think we are because we sometimes have this skewed image of how we should be, right? Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Or or further <laughs> along, yeah, right? So it's good to check right. ourselves every now and then and just put, throw some appreciation on ourselves, you know, paint ourselves with some appreciation for where we are. Oh, I love that. Thank you so right? much. I really need that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm glad. Thank you. All so right, Megan. That. Great to connect. Take good care. Okay. All right, everyone. It's time for our second half of the program. Wow, we've really had some great callers here. I'm just. It's really been um, inspirational, to say the least. Um, that's why I say it's a co-creation here, and always our guests are aligned. I mean, it always just fits in so perfectly. Kind of, we're kind of blessed that way, right? If you look at it that way. All right. So our second half of the program today, we have Tracy Jolicoeur and Nick Marshall. Uh, Nick has published four books: uh, Songbird, The Book of Rebecca, May Days, and Bad Boy, and has co-written with Tracy Mirror Mirror, um, Gems of the Seed Slinger. We got to get into that. Um, and crystal clear. Now, if I do recall, Tracy has been with us. And these books are books of empowerment and to raise consciousness. And I think last time she was on, she said, okay, we're going to bring Nick on as well. So um, let's just be present to our guests for our awakening conversation. Looking so forward to it. Hello, Tracy and Nick. Welcome to the program. Hi, Michelle. Can you hear me? Hey, I can. Is Nick on the line with you? Awesome. Um, 
I think if, hey, Nick, if you can hear this, go ahead and press one so Michelle can hear you. Well, I'm not sure. Um, he had the he had the instructions. Wait, does he have another he, number? What's the first? Is he did he call in under another number? Um, let's see. Yes. Oh, I didn't. I don't know if I got that. Okay, um, let's. What's the, just the first? What's the um, area code? Um, <laughs> I forgot. Hold on. <laughs> Let me see. Maybe we have it here. Let's see. Um, um, oh, you do. Oh, I see it. I see it. I see it. I see okay. it. I see it. I see it. I see it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Hold on, Nick. We're coming to get you. Coming to get you. Okay. I think is he all okay? I don't see it though. Let's see. Hmm. Unless it's coming in as a private number. Uh, let's see. I don't think this is it. Nick, is this you? Hello? No. Hello? Is no. Queen? It is. Hey, Queen. <laughs> Hold on there. We lost Nick. We're trying to get Nick on the line. Um, I don't know if he can hear, if he can call in. I did see the eight, uh, 860, and I tried to get to him, but let's see. Okay, Queen, good to hear your voice. Talk to you later. Same to you. Oh, there he is. Ah, just came up. Okay. There we are with Nick and Tracy, both on the line. I'm trying again. Can you hear me? Tick- I hear you, Nick. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you. Good to have you Pleasure here. to be here. Yeah. So I do vaguely remember a little bit, and the chat's welcoming you. Welcome, Nick and Tracy. Good to have you here. Um, I want to get a little bit of your background. I know the two of you met. You've you've done books on your own, uh, Nick, and then you and uh, Tracy co-wrote. Um, I think we talked about last time, Mirror Mirror, the gems of C- the Seed Slinger, um, which I love that. Or Seed Slinger, Seed Slinger, put no seeds out there. Um, but how did you come to have this focus of writing, and then how did you and Tracy connect uh, to co-author? Well, let me let me take the easy part of that. Uh, okay. If you can still hear me clearly. Yes, I can, very much. Okay. Yes. Um, I've known Tracy literally all her life. Uh, ah. Tracy is my niece, and ah. she's my goddaughter. So we ah. have a long history together. So interesting, the awake. So it's family, family yes. connecting. Yes, now, wow. Now, uh, let me ask you. So th- this awareness, did you have from an early recollection, or was there some kind of course correct for you, a redirection of energy? How did this focus come into your? Be- I would say a redirection oh. of energy. Okay. Uh, I would. Uh, I would suggest that about um, three years ago. I had some personal issues and difficulties, and I got to thinking, who could give me a hand with that? And I decided probably it might be Tracy. So I I dropped her an email and sort of presented uh, the issues and asked for a little help. And Mm -hmm. that's how it all began. And I will let Tracy 
take it from there. <laughs> okay. Now, Tracy, refresh yeah. us your your path to um, your awakening and really focusing on this empowerment and raising consciousness, uh, which was the birthing of the seed slingers, um, which I love. Love your website, by the way. It's so peaceful. Ah, thank you. Yeah, it started um, where I wanted to understand human suffering, and a lot of that had to do with God. So I just started researching like crazy to try to figure out why we are suffering and why we keep suffering and is it meant to be that way and what's going on in all of our beliefs around God. And I figured that the best way to understand this is to put into practice myself some of the things that other spiritual teachers were actually saying, including Jesus and Byron Katie, Eckhart Tolle, um, you know, Abraham Hicks, anyone that I could find, I researched. And then I did the practice myself. And I thought if I could find out the reason why we suffer and I could liberate myself from suffering, then I was going to share it with the world. And part of my interacting um, with Nick was sharing with him some of the things that I had learned along the way. And um, so he really resonated with that. And he had already wrote. Um, some fiction books, and so we decided to be co-authors in writing our. Um, he he kind of put a fire on, or you know, uh, a fire under me to actually get me to actually start writing and putting it out there in book format, and so um, in that way we have helped each other along this awakening path, so to speak. Sounds like he kind of also awakened your. Um your creativity and your purpose helped you kind of be- perhaps believe in yourself and yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. He okay. um, inspired me to get it going. <laughs> and, uh, and in order to, you know, to put something in a book format is, you know, makes it available. You can hit more people with, um, with an understanding than you can just with uh, local people and stuff. So I started my own YouTube channel and I, I did the seed flinger, and the seed slinger name just came about because people would say, well, what are you talking about, Tracy? And I'm like, well, I'm just flinging seeds, you know, because yeah. the time that it takes to get an understanding of, you know, it took me, you know, a couple of decades, <clears throat> let's say, to understand a certain concept. And so I would fling a seed and, um, you know, they get it when they get it or they don't. And um, so really the human suffering is, the same for everyone. We have like one ego and one self, and it all has to do with our understandings or misunderstandings about our higher power, who we are beneath all of our beliefs. And that really implies who, what God is because we give ourselves all these um, identities. We will define ourselves, and it's buried underneath these beliefs. And a lot of it has mm. to do with we are expecting other people to value us because we can't see our own value because we've just been indoctrinated with all these programs to believe we're not good enough or one day we'll be happy if we only do this or be that. And, um, you know, God reveals the energy when all of our beliefs, you know, when the ego uh, has been challenged or looked at, which includes almost every identity that you can possibly think of. And then, and then you, there's really nothing that you can say about God because it's like emptiness. 
there's no description. Mm-hmm. God doesn't take a position. So there's no, you know, we are fighting and resisting and all of that most of our life, which creates suffering. And so that was what my search was. It was pretty much an entire lifetime of not just believing what people say, but finding out for myself if it's true that we can liberate ourselves from suffering. Mm. And what do you say? The suffering is the program. It's, is it you found not getting to our true essence or what we, you know, who or how we really are? Yeah, the beliefs are. Um, the beliefs. You know, are, the, Tammy actually said it really. She said, uh, you know, uh, self-acceptance. But acceptance mm-hmm. is just a concept. So when we accept reality, you know, um, it's, it's we're, we're unlikely to accept reality um, because we have a story about reality, really how things should be. And so mm-hmm. when we eliminate how things are, <laughs> how we think oh, things boy. should be, then should we're be. able to accept the reality, which there is really neutral. It has no mm-hmm. definition. And um I remember this, you know, Byron Katie told this story about this. She walked in to talk to this woman, and this woman was so mad. And um, she, Byron Katie said, "What? why are you so angry? And she flew the sheet across the bed and said, look at my legs. And one of her legs was bigger than the other. And, you know, Byron Katie was in a state of non-attachment. And she goes, oh, oh, you think your legs sh- should be equal. You think that, you know. Um, and because we believe we have an identity, something's wrong with me or some potential yeah. future event is going to happen to me. And so moving to a place of non-attachment, we have to move through all of these beliefs that we just innocently believed were true about ourselves and it creates suffering. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the woman that had unequal you know, uh, legs would really not have to psychologically suffer. Yeah. Boy, that's so, and that fits in with so many of the questions earlier, uh, before you both came on on uh, on air. It is that attachment to the picture, the image, the idea, wherever we got it, whether it's marketing or we put it together from things that we experienced and saw, or beliefs, or what we were grew grew up, you know, what we ta- were taught, things should look a certain way, or a certain way means health, or a certain way means. Um, you're on the right path, or you know, right, it, right? Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Um, I think too. I want to get you both of your opinion on this. I think what I have experienced it it's, can be a shocker. Uh, this is how I know people are very new or having under egoic control, very limited. When there's a lot of um, judgment around what you sh- you know. And I eat healthy, but what you should eat or not eat, or what you should wear, or you know, all these kinds of things are the which are fun and important, and but they're all the realm of the ego because God, the infinite all that is, has so many options. It's a, like I said earlier, it's a blank, the blank canvas, the void. Um, what is your take on that? With getting these fixed ideas or images that or beliefs and or beliefs that mean something about us. And and what we're doing, you know, that we're going to be okay. In essence, yeah, I, I think. Well, I'll go first, and then I'll let Nick answer. Um, I think that we have to honor our beliefs. Um, mm-hmm. you know, if you think that eating spinach and not eating ice cream is going to make you better, you're going to feel better, you know, because otherwise mm-hmm. it'll summon guilt. When a person mm-hmm. is open, and openness is really a huge thing, because 
you know, the person that knows everything isn't open to hear or they already know, so what more can they know? But mm-hmm. so to be open, then it's about questioning. Can you absolutely know that it's better that you eat spinach? And ultimately, we, when we keep questioning our beliefs, we get to the I don't know. And when yeah. you sit at the I don't know, you're at the zero point. You're not taking a position or then judging someone for eating spinach or not eating spinach, where you would say, oh, if you yeah. just stopped eating spinach, you feel better. And so um, to get to that zero point is to be, like the Buddha said, in a non-attached state. Exactly. And, um, and when we offer it to someone else, it's not like we're telling them what to do. We're offering um, an alternative for them to look at. And they, mm-hmm. then they can question it because you can't really undo suffering in another. You can only get them to question the mind, which actually creates the suffering. Mm, question the mind. Okay. That's where the programming is. Uh, Nick, any thought? Well, those are the kinds of things that I don't really think about too often. Oh, okay. I I tend to take the road of um, one of my favorite sayings, which is, is that so? Uh, Mm -hmm. Eckhart Tolle's famous monk. And that kind of thing just doesn't uh, sort of enter my perceptive view at this point in time. I'm sort of getting on in years, and so other things have become more prominent to me. And, and one of the things was the differences that uh, Tracy and I felt about what is the actual existence of God, which is why we wrote the second book. And so that mm-hmm. kind of thinking sort of uh, um, is, is where I come from with this. Uh, Tracy's done all the hard work on this through her life. I just sort of wandered in at the end, and I, I'm just kind of a, the kind of guy that sort of experiences things and... I just like to sort of try to explain what I've experienced. So I've taken the easy way out. So that's about all I can but say about that. But that's a perception. That's a belief right there, what is easy and what is hard, right? <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think about at your age right now? What What do you contemplate? What What's in your contemplation? Well, that, that's kind reservoir. of interesting. Yeah. I, I, I suppose it goes back a little bit to the way I write. Uh, if I'm writing a um, a novel, and, and I have three, then it's contrived. And I spend a lot of time determining the plot, the characters, the interplay between them. And it's kind of work, but it's fun and it's entertaining. However, when I am collaborating with Tracy on spiritual books, it's entirely different. Um, I don't sit here and contemplate, not at all. I just sit here and accept. And what I accept is thoughts that come into my head from what I call the subconscious, and those thoughts bring words, and the words end up in the two books I've collaborated with Tracy. So I sort of sit here as a tuning fork and just write down what I'm hearing from wherever the other dimensions are. Uh, that really is the energetic part of my life at this point in time. Everything else is pretty standard. Hmm. Okay. So give us an example, if you could, because not everybody's read your book. Well, 
the best example I can give you is that my notion of God through the first six chapters of the book is spiritually based and, if you will, logical. And, mm-hmm. and having presented that, uh, then I have this other notion. How does that marry to the notion of a personal God? And personal could be that we are each God. I understand that concept, but maybe not. Mm-hmm. In my view, um, the personal God is Jesus who became divine. And so the last chapter of my book is nothing more than three uh, papers, what I call the Jesus papers, that I wrote several years ago. And they depict how, and in my view, why Jesus is divine. And those papers and, and the writing of those papers sort of just came to me. I, I really didn't sit down and think about them. It just felt like it was time to do it on a given day, and I sat down, and the words came, and I put them into paper form, and, and, and I then connected them to the book. And so now I have what I feel is a belief system regarding God. So that was sort of easy. It wasn't at all the work that is entailed in writing the novels. Mm. And what what and what is your belief system that you um, got in regards to God? Well, in, in summary, the first six chapters lead to a definition that I have of love, which is betterment, which is the universe tends to better itself, which is to manifest itself and to be ongoing and continued existence, and that finds its way into our third dimensional life here, uh, which we every day as we grow and get better and look for betterment within ourselves. And so that became my definition of God, which is sort of akin to maybe even the Old Testament definition of God, a more classical definition, God is love. But then I said to myself, but wait a minute, most people clearly feel as though God is personal. So what I've described here is not personal. How do I make it personal? How do I make it fit into my the totality of my belief system? And so it occurred to me, well, the Jesus papers, because there I feel Jesus became divine. And, and you'd have to read it to see if it is logical to you. So I married that thought to the notion of betterment, and I had for myself a logical belief system, uh, not only what God is, but why God is personal, which I know is in contradistinction to what Tracy might feel that we are each ultimately God. Um, I don't quite feel that way, which is why the book is interesting to read. It's two different views. Mm, I like that. So you've got. So tr- let's go back to you, Tracy. Then. Yeah, my understanding of um, our evolution, so to speak, um, to describe it in experiential terms, is we all start off like tribal in the family. And it's around survival, codependency, helping each other. And then we evolve into the individual. The individual has a lot of challenges because they are not necessarily agreeing with the family. That could be your uh, religious family, your blood family, your friends, whatever. And then we move independent. So it goes from codependent to independent. And it feels like you are sovereign now. You have your own authority where you're not trusting in other people that say they have authority. And then after that, after you're empowered, it moves to interdependent. 
So now you're interdependent. Mm-hmm. You are unity. All of the other beings that are ascending, let's say, or transcending their egoic nature now have joined together and they become one being. So the God self, um, you know, when, when you minus the ego, our, our essence is one of purity without definition. It's just an emptiness. It allows all things to be. And then the unity of all of those beings share all of their experience in there. And that being, that one being, is now uh, way more powerful, but it's harmonious. Because if you try to get, if you try to get unity from tribal, it's just going to turn into a dictatorship, <laughs> you know. Um, uh-huh. So people need to get empowered. I call that the individual. <clears throat> and you know, this book, Crystal Clear is really, in my writings of it, is around our misunderstandings of God, all of the things that we project onto God, um, believing that a supreme being or one of love would actually um, be merciless and, um, you know, send someone to hell or, you know, the get hurt feelings or have to be worshipped is narcissistic and um, all of these things that the system put in place to actually control others was really harmful for our society. But then again, you know, all things work together for the good so that, you know, like you need the contrast in order to move out of the, you know, the tribal in order to be an individual where you can be, um, you are in alignment. You and your higher power, you and that energy are in alignment and you don't need, it, it, it's um, the neediness of the ego is so huge that we don't even realize. We think, oh, no, I don't need that. I want that. But if you're reacting you are needing it, and it's you're just not aware that you're needing it. And if you're needy, then that energy isn't, you're not in alignment. It's still somewhat egoic. So mm-hmm. that's what I try to convey in more of the misunderstandings because it's really hard to describe um, a, an energy field that's so pure that doesn't have any definitions. Like you can't say God is the, the color purple because right. then that would exclude the color blue. So mm-hmm. it has to be an emptiness that's so powerful that, um, it can't have any egoic stuff in it. It can't get butt hurt, and it can't. It doesn't have to rationalize or politicize or victimize, you know. And so all of these misunderstandings are really of the mind. And so that well, that's my description of just trying to fling seeds so that people can that. Um, move out of their limited identity of who they think they are. I'm weak. I'm a loser. I'm. I can't get it right. I'll never amount to nothing. Um, I need to be valued. I need you to hear me. I, I need to be understood. All of these things that create suffering, they always create some type of emotional reaction. And so that was the um, really the purpose of the second book. Because, you know, when you talk about God, it's very controversial and people are very, you know, they will attach to their beliefs and think that's who they are. And so when you are saying something, they believe that you insulted them instead of just mm-hmm. talking about information and beliefs. And so the part of the separation um, that we need to separate from is the ego from God. The, um, and then because you, you can't separate your true nature. You can only separate that which is false. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, agree with you. I, I mean, I did my dissertation on what is God. God is an energy. Really? So, really? I don't know, 20, oh, yeah, wow. I did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God! How cool! <laughs> yeah. So I hear you. Be, yeah, because everyone has—not everyone, but a lot of people—and depending where you're funneled through, has an image 
Um, it's kind of like a similar image to Santa Claus with a lot of people, you know, depending on culturally where people, you know, but, you know, there's a man up there somewhere. There's an image of, and watching things, you know. Um, so, yeah, you're right. You get So what do you say? What is a way to get around that? Because you're right, by people's beliefs or culture, the cultura, how they're raised, there are these images. And so when you're connecting and sharing, there people could be, not always, but could be bumping up against those images and or beliefs. Yeah, there are, there are different words, you know, um, like people will feel a, a lot of resistance when they hear the word God. But then, then they're very open when we talk about love or kindness or, um, or the universe. respect. People the are universe, yes. the universe, but not, yeah, yes. God is, God is yes. very, um, you're right, controversial. <laughs> it's like, yes, or source or energy, um, whatever word doesn't create as much resistance so that there's an opening to even um, have a discussion to, um, you oh, know, you're create, saying like um, to change the word, to change the word that you're yes. using? Is that what Ah, yes. okay. So when, I'm, when I'm talking to people and I and I know that let's say they're they're religious and so they're very much open to God, but not so mm-hmm. much to the concepts. I'll just redirect the conversation to what because you can pick up how people are responding to energy. So I'll I'll just change the word, and I can see the the, the openness. I can't really see it with my eyes. I feel it that mm-hmm. they are now open and we can have a great conversation. And because um, I could care less really about the word God the um you know what that is and you know everybody wants to feel good everybody wants to have a joyful life and they want to be free free of negative emotions and so it's real easy to change words around that mean sort of the same even though we really don't have a deep meaning of certain things and to be able to have a conversation where we are now on the same page where we want the same things and and we don't have to have an argument or resistance so that's what I discovered. Changing words is can be very powerful mm-hmm. to keeping people open. And even me, I'm always constantly learning. So I'm I'm open, um, you know, to hear and to share. And our awareness is, you know, expanding really fast right now. Yes, right. Big expansion. If yeah, if people are allowing it. So I love that. It, again, it's the non-attachment to the words. Um, Letting it be what it is, you know, what the person, what they're comfortable, and that also, I would, you know, that's also bringing connection, right? Yes, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah, and it's and it's the uh, we we get disillusioned because we think that connection is about another person, and we want to connect with them, you know, when we have a really good time with other people, and um, the the primary connection is with. Um, with source energy, and um, and when we feel that, we automatically connect to others. But if you do it reverse and you try to get that from outside yourself, you know, like relationships. I think it was your last week program uh, can be so um, so much heartache in relationships that um, you know because we think that they need to understand us and we need to connect with them, and so it's kind of scriptural where. You know, mm-hmm. if you put it into context and try to get the deep meaning that uh, adultery isn't really about sleeping with someone else, it's about leaving your first love, leaving that connection, and then trying to get it from outside yourself instead of mm-hmm. connecting from within and then sharing that with someone else so you can feel yeah. the resonance of another being. 
Oh, so glad you put that up. Such a trap that going through the outside, especially in that adult, you know, those kinds of situations, going outside instead of, I love what you're saying, having it within yourself and then sharing that, which, of course, is the empowerment um, aspect. Because then you're sharing, you're not, like you said, coming from this deficiency or codependency that you don't have this yeah. already. It's about that sharing. Let me ask you, Tracy, do you feel we're moving more in that direction and people are more receptive to these ideas and, and in that receptivity actually, you know, working, playing towards actually, whatever we're towards this? I do. I do because in my own life um, there were people that were very resistant. I kind of felt like I was alone walking the path. Like mm-hmm. um, I would say things and um, I, it, it just felt like even though that wasn't going to change what I was doing, um, I now, almost everybody in my life is on board in some way, and I am amazed. Even though they're dealing with more challenges, you know, more stuff is coming up to be healed, and people that have, you know, started to do the work are saying, oh, my God, I thought I was going to be done with this, or I yeah. thought I already worked on this, and so, you know, more Surprise! more stuff is coming up. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> at so, some point, that's the beauty at some point on the path of the acceptance, like, okay, here it comes again, but I am not that, you know, I am that I am. I'm, I am not that pattern. I am not that, you know, it's so freeing. Um, yes. Tammy in the chat saying, I love this conversation so much. Thank you so much. Have a lovely afternoon, everyone. Aww, thank you, Tammy. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Angie. Everyone thank in the chat, thank you. Thank you for having us. Yes, it's been wonderful. Um, you always open door to come back in and share i love this um i love that you did the the book with two, the two points of view i think that's that's um what an w- amazing beautiful blending um anything coming up or you want to, uh, anyone to our listeners to know in closing um i guess they could go to seedflinger.com right is that seedflinger.com yes and start yes. read the books and start flinging some seeds Tammy said come back <laughs> yeah. again yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I could give um, a piece of advice, um, it would be this. Everything is going to be okay. Everything is okay. Beautiful. Thank you for that, Tracy. <laughs> Thank you, Michelle. You're awesome. I love you. Love you, too. Nick, thanks for taking time out to be with us. My pleasure. My soul. Love it. Love it. Um, yeah, come back anytime when you can, and thanks for being a part of Awakenings. Really appreciate you right. being on the program. Thank you, Michelle. And thank you, thank Sadie. You. Bye-bye. Bye, Sadie. Yay, say it again. All right. Wow. Okay, so the book we were talking about is Mirror, Mirror, Gems of the Seed Flinger. I love that. We're all just doing that, right, flinging little seeds. Um, you can go to the website seedflinger.com, S-E-E-D-F-L-I-N-G-E-R.com. Of course, all the information is in the description box. You're seeing the, uh, listening to this in the archives, whatever podcast platform, um, there'll be a description there as well. Uh, thank you again, Tracy Jolicoeur and Nick Marshall. And thank you, listeners, for being a part of the program. As always, um, you're flinging your own seeds here. Yeah, and Tammy said in the chat, I love that everything is going to be okay. Everything is okay, and it's going to be okay. 
everything is going to be okay and is okay. Yes, wise words. Thank you for that, Tracy. So uh, if you want to connect with me, you can go to soulplayground.life. Um, again, I have that teleworkshop this Saturday, um, 1.30 p.m. Pacific time. You can find out more information by going to soulplayground.life or Eventbrite. And for guest suggestions, topic suggestions, email questions, things that you want answered on air, uh, you can email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com, our star producer, organizer, guest booker, Sadie will handle all of that. Again, awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. Connect on our Awakenings page on Facebook. Uh, we've got Awakenings with Michelle Machine. We've got a nice group page, Awakenings, where a lot of people in the community are posting their insights, their happenings, what they're doing, how they're branching out, uh, their books, their speaking engagements, sayings, you know, uh, empowerment messages, inspirational messages. And you can connect with me also on Soul. Um, insights on YouTube and of course Insta and Facebook. All right, you guys, I will see you next week. And of course, until next time, continue to shine your light, share your light, and of course, keep awake. I'm getting Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com and keep awake. Are you